0: Hello friends and welcome back to another episode of the Soul Path Podcast. This is another uh, of the mini-series on the impact of coaching. So today we have Emily Brooks back again on the show and she's going to share with us more powerful insights onto the magic of being in this present moment, the freedom that we have just to simply be, and the quantum leaps that can come from when we connect with the right people from the people who speak our language. And so this is just another great uh, treasure trove of insight and information. And uh, let's go ahead and jump right in
1: good morning hello, <laughs> hello again how are oh. you
0: oh it's another beautiful day i'm super excited to be having another conversation welcome back Emily.
1: fabulous yeah. i'm on my i'm on my phone today so i hope it i hope that it's um it's okay my computer i can't find my charger but um long way or sideways. You know, sideways. Honestly,
0: I think it's whichever works best for you. So uh, I believe that that content is king. And so the content of conversation uh, comes through and we're speaking from the heart and connecting from the heart. So all the tech stuff. Ah,
1: true. <laughs> Good. I like that perspective. That's so true. Oh, wait, and wait, wait, I forgot to take a minute to center myself. And like, I did this before and I just want to like center myself and uh give myself over to divine favor and whatever i'm supposed to say comes out so can we just take 1 minute to do that
0: absolutely yes yeah uh, a few centering uh, breaths
1: yeah just a few centering breaths all right awesome thank you yeah. reset awesome <laughs>
0: yeah i was just having a minute uh just Just sitting and being for a moment and just feeling a deep gratitude uh, for our connection, for your presence. And I'm super excited to hear more about your coaching, your coaching experience, how you help transform clients' lives. Uh, This, uh, for the Soul Path podcast, I'm doing a mini-series on the impact of coaching. And the purpose is to help elevate awareness, to help people who are unfamiliar with coaching or maybe uh, they've got some misconception about what coaching is, uh, to help just kind of break it down into real life stories. This is how it actually impacts people's lives. And so I'm curious if you could share a story where maybe early in life, a mentor or a coach or somebody just impacted your life, touched your life in a special way.
1: Yep. So I was thinking about this before we were talking and, um, there are so many levels of coaching or mentorship. I think of a coach as a mentor. Uh, and my first coaches were just authors that I read that I really resonated with. So Dr. Wayne Dyer was one of my first mentors. He was not a coach to me, but he started my journey into really self-development and where, where you know, into my passion of uh, spiritual, you know, I guess, realization and awakening. Um, uh, And I. so the next experience I had with a coach was with a a spiritual business coach. And that was started about five years ago. And I wasn't ready to pay anybody yet. You know, I wasn't ready to pay for coaching. Um, That's been a recent endeavor of mine. Uh, But even having her as a mentor and she, you know, most of the coaches in whatever field that they are in, provide a lot of free value to their potential clients. So even as as a beginner or somebody who doesn't get coaching, there's so many people out there who can uh, provide you value and and help you kind of climb the ladder to where you want to go a little faster. So she really helped me look at limiting beliefs, uh, you know, subconscious programming. She helped me uh, and she introduced me to the laws of the universe, such as the law of, you know, neutrality, the law of relativity, the, you know, the law of, um, gosh, I forget them off the top of my head, but gaining knowledge through her direction brought me further along my path. Uh, And then I signed up for a, this is a different kind of coaching, a mastermind with, you know, Dean Graciosi and, um, Tony Robbins. So that's not a direct coaching experience, but it was a mastermind and they are coaches. They are basically giving you, um, all of their information, all of their tips for getting to where they are. Uh, so There are so many levels of coaching and there's so much available out there um, before we even hire a coach. Um, However, my current coach right now is a holistic, heart-centered business coach. And he has been, that's been the most one-on-one coaching I've gotten. And he's been incredibly helpful to me for um, preventing me from making mistakes in my business that would take me a lot longer you know, to get traction in my business. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of my, my favorite quotes about coaching is, you know, you find a master, uh, in order to go faster or something like that. And that's I absolutely true. Yeah. yeah it's absolutely master true. To go
0: faster. That yeah. is so cool. Uh, I just love the way that rolls off the tongue, you know, (laughs) uh, that idea of accelerating our growth, whether it's in business or in spiritual growth, personal development, what have you by involving somebody that is maybe a few steps down the road, or maybe, I mean, maybe they are at the master level. That is, uh, that's how we get that boost, that injection of other people's energy, other people's wisdom and insight. And then boom, right. It helps us bloom. So I really like how your uh, your first response in coaching was to go back to uh, books. Uh, Wayne Dyer, you said, um, yeah. I, I believe, you know, we all seek mentors in some way. We need that. and And sometimes, you know, there are people that are speaking wisdom in our lives. And then sometimes we're just out there seeking and we connect with an author or a book or in today's age, a podcast or what have you. Uh, I'm curious, was there something that uh, Wayne Dyer transmitted to you, essentially something that you got from him that was that just really stuck and shaped a phase of your life?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Gosh. Uh, first of all, he speaks my language. So, uh, it's important to find mentors and coaches who you have the same set of words, meaning the same things, you know, there's a lot, there's more of a direct communication and comprehension there. So Wayne and I speak the same language, (laughs) um, his early books, the, the, when I first started reading him, I was probably 18 or 19 years old. And he really started laying down the first kind of laws of success uh, through the law of attraction. Uh, You know, his book, You Have to Believe It Before You See It was really one of those transformational books for me, where he talked about his journey. One of my favorite things about the way Wayne writes is that he Um, he gives information through personal stories and that's super important for us as humans to connect with people in their stories. So we're not just giving these, you know, modules of learning, but we're, we're teaching people through our own experience and his, and, and so his story was really inspiring to me. And he basically talked about, you know, he was a professor um, for many years doing great in his career. Like, I mean, he was on his way to tenureship Uh, for anybody else. This is a dream. But for him, there is a little voice inside that said "Ah, there's something more I, I, I need to write. I have books inside of me. I need to write. This is what I'm supposed to do. And a lot of and so he quit his teaching career to go and take a leap of faith following his intuition and his soul's guidance to writing books um, a lot of people were saying when you're crazy what are you doing like you have your career all lined up for you you know what this is uncertain you know how many authors fail and those are the voices we hear um, when we also want to take a leap in our lives to follow our soul's purpose and path there's always going to be some talking from the choir like are you sure this seems crazy what are you doing i mean i've had friends just ask me that recently <laughs> um, uh, Luckily, he had the support of his family, his wife and his kids supported him, even though he was the only financial support. They said, we believe in you. And he said that was really important. And from there, he just followed his intuition, followed his intuition and visualized and saw himself as a success, knew that that was in the future for him and allowed his intuition just to bring him there. So. I loved that story and I loved the leap of faith that he took. And, um, I translated that in my own life just recently. So.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, in our last conversation, you had shared about the importance of faith and trusting in guidance and intuition. And that, uh, that really resonates with my heart. Uh, my life I think has been navigated mostly, uh, by the heart and I've made a lot of decisions that seem like that leap of faith. Um, because that's, I can't not honor my heart. I would rather know in my heart that I've followed the path that I felt like was true than go do something that seemed like a sure thing or do what, you know, social expectations, family expectations even would have it be. Uh, so that's pretty awesome. Did you start at that point when you had kind of learned, uh, the laws of the universe, the law of attraction, you know, manifestation, were you at that point starting to just integrate it into your life kind of straight out the gate or was that more no. of a process okay
1: no no it, it is it is seeds being scattered I was lit on fire by it I was really excited but it, you know that that, that was a sole recognition of truth that mm-hmm. I had I recognized the truth that he told me but I was not at that point of discipline in my own life to really apply it and really use the power to create it. I started, I absolutely would, it, it allowed me to dream a lot. And, um, you know, I think dreamers are just discor- discouraged in our society sometimes. Um, and the power of dreams is really important to feel your dreams, to imagine yourself doing the things that you love. I would start doing that. Absolutely. And I, I considered myself limitless in the fact that I believed that I could do whatever I wanted to do in life, that I was free to create, um, and be the artist I want to be, to be the writer I want to be, to travel the world. I, I held that as possible. I never told myself you can't do that. I mean, like we all have negative voices that come up, but I was never, I always knew that that I had this ability to do what I was feeling called to do. Um, So that gave me this beginning of encouragement on my path, but it did take many years. And actually it took some, uh, a period of deep suffering uh, and darkness for me to really have the motivation to implement that on a daily uh, basis. And I use, I listened to Abraham picks like, on the daily, when I was transforming my mindset, uh, away from the victim mindset that I was living in and into this empowered state of being in which I took responsibility for my life. And, um, I knew that I could create it. So there's definitely a gap (laughs) and everybody's path is going to be different. And and when they are, when they're ready to really like, I'm desperate, like for me, for me to make really like sudden, intense changes, sometimes I have to be desperate. I have to be like, okay, I can't do this anymore. You know, there's a comfort when you're in, you know, you know, basic comfort, there's not a lot of seeking and searching. And that's why our darkness and our shadow points are such points of gifts and inspiration because then it really motivates us to make needed changes in our lives. So,
0: yeah. Awesome. I, <laughs> that is so cool. It sounds like, you know, when I hear you share that story, I, I think about coaching or mentorship as a means of, like you said, you your your soul recognized truth. I mean, you got it. And and so you were ready to receive that seed, that the you know the soil is fertile, but it takes time for that to really integrate and to bloom in life. And through that process, so you know one coach or one mentor might come along plant some seeds uh drop a little truth bomb here and there and you're like wow i get it you know and then the mind works on it the heart works on it we try to integrate it and apply it uh but because we're comfortable or we're just bebopping through life having fun right it uh it doesn't seem i mean it's there but it's not the most important thing right I think the discipline is lacking sometimes and the motivation (laughs) and then this is such a human thing, right? I mean, like we know we get these ideas I've learned, but I'm not implementing. I'm not integrating. Why? Uh, lack of motivation, lack of discipline, you know, or lack of focus.
1: And that's what the coach does, right? The coach is there. It's so easy to fall back into complacency and to fall back to sleep. As they say, we have an aha moment. We have a, we have this real strong desire for an inspired action. Oh my God, I got to do this. And then you don't do it. And then it passes and you're just You're just putting time and space between you and your your, you know, your dream life or your future life. Whereas a coach keeps you accountable. There's this accountability and a responsibility, and they're calling you out and they're saying, Hey, Ray, what about this? (laughs) Don't forget this. And you're like, yes, thank you for reminding me. Oh my gosh, of course. I I remember, I remember.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for reminding me of this truth. Thank you for reminding me of this intention that I set. You know, thank you for holding me accountable to my own. Uh, heart's desire, which is really kind of a curious thing, right? How um, we can feel so inspired in one moment and so certain and launch with all of the intention and uh, excitement for the potential. but then in the process of going through it, life happens, chaos happens. It's always kind of a testing process of, of unfolding that. And if we don't have a coach or a mentor or somebody in our life to help provide that consistent accountability, that consistent fidelity to our own intention, our own manifestation, then it's really easy to kind of drift toward the default, right? We drift toward mediocre. We drift toward the path of least resistance. We drift toward the the habits that we've had for a lifetime that are no longer serving us, Uh, we drift into subconscious patterns of inertia and (laughs) the cycle of self-induced suffering you know this kind of happens i yeah yeah that's a human thing pretty sure uh so in in your more current coaching experience on the receiving end of coaching is there has there been uh you know say like in the last five years have you had any just really kind of poignant and profound aha moments where that you felt the impact of that accountability, the impact of that outside perspective?
1: Yes. Uh, most recently though, and I, I truly haven't only gotten one-on-one coaching, um, in a kind of a group coaching atmosphere, but it's one-on-one in the last like six months. So my, my coaching, getting direct coaching has been relatively recent. And for me, again, this is all my coaching was business related. I, I, I've studied spirituality and spiritual development, you know, for 20 years, we talked about that. And so there's, that's my area of expertise. And so I don't need a lot in that area to, to trigger my memory and my expertise in that area. However, business, I am learning it. this is um I did not go to business school i I've run a couple businesses and this is a completely new diff, different business that I'm working on and I have seen mm. and felt how advice seasoned advice from somebody who has gone that road before who has failed and made all the mistakes before um, how that is a potential for a quantum leap in mm. my life and business and here let me let me be honest with you. I am working in a different paradigm than most everybody. (laughs) I believe that it is our purpose to live in joy, okay? To live in joy, to really be in the moment, to make connections with other people, to feel our soul and uh, really experience life joyfully. A lot of mentors, uh, you know, and this is true too, I'm saying that this is valid, uh, but work hard, get up at 5 a.m., do your thing, kill it, every day. Like that's a very capitalistic, like go, go, go competition. You got to make it before your competitor. I am shifting out of that because that doesn't work for me that like, you got to do it. You got to make it. You got, you're not good enough until you're, you're doing this, 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 and this, like, that's like, that's more of, I guess the action oriented where I'm moving more into being oriented. Mm -hmm. And so what that means is I like to enjoy my life. I love to go surfing. I love spending time with my family. I love spending time with my friends. All of this is not working on my business. So I need a coach to help me make mistakes, like to prevent me from making mistakes in my business that I would make and have to learn long, expensive lessons from. Mm-hmm. So I take coaching to help myself move faster in my business with fewer action items. Okay. So my current business coach helps Dharma Puglisi. He, he gives me these tips and ideas on what's the best path to get to where you want to go. And I, I don't know these things in myself, and I'm like, ah, this is such a good idea. Of course I should do this rather than this. I'm about to spend all this time and energy doing this and I'm not going to get any leverage, but the coach says here, do this instead and it's a bigger, better leverage point. So I can go faster, um, like further, faster. Yeah. So that's like the benefit to me of, yeah. of his coaching is that I need somebody to help me go faster, like further, faster so that I can relax and enjoy my life as well as grow uh, and run, you know, run a couple businesses. So.
0: Yeah, I think that's so, um, so relevant, you know, relevant to where, you know, like you said, you're, you're free spirited in the flow, you know, very attuned to the moment. And in that mode, uh, you know, if, if business is not your area of expertise, it, all of the learning and, you know, years, years of trial and error of making mistakes and in boom, one conversation, one comment from a coach, from your coach, uh, you can see all of a sudden, boom, I don't have to make that mistake. Now, literally standing on the shoulders of giants leap, you know, quantum leaping into our own potential. And that is, is—it just seems like such an efficient uh, use of yes. energy, right?
1: It's- yes. <laughs> I love efficiency. I love efficiency. For, for instance, one of my, my, one of the most recent suggestions was before we launched our, um, they launched our coaching business, it was named something else. And my business coach says, honestly, this name is not, I don't know what it means. You you have like three seconds for your clients to recognize what it is you do, be attracted to that, and want to click further or read further. Or they're like, I don't know what that is. It path, I don't see you at all. So my husband was resistant to changing the name because, you know, it's kind of like your baby. You have developed it's like writing a book, the edit is like, everything is in the edit, right? (laughs) It's like, I write this book, it's a masterpiece. And now I have to edit it 10 times and, and like change my baby. But, uh, he was like resistant to changing the name. And I said, honey, this changing the name will help us get clients faster. And that's what I need to do. Like, I'm not willing to wait two years to do brand building so I can get clients. I want to get clients like right away by attracting the right ones to me through a proper name. Mm. So we rebranded and already I like people recognize it and it's more clear and under like anyway. That was a brilliant, that was a brilliant suggestion. I'm so grateful for him for that.
0: <laughs> yeah. The impact being that it really helped you gain clarity faster. Right. Yes. That's mm-hmm. a huge, Definitely. huge benefit. Huge benefit. I think uh, you know, on the accountability issue to circle back to that for a sec talking about the, the drive, 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 the go, go, go. Uh, you know, I, I've coached in a lot of different, uh, sectors. Right. And so like being an athletics coach for a high school football team, for example, you know, that's a, that, that's a certain kind of coaching. And, uh, <laughs> right. It is very much uh, light a fire, put the boot in the ass, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. helping push just a little bit harder than you, than you think you can. Right. That's something I tell the kids a lot. Just push a little bit. Ho- I'm asking you to just give hundred percent, just push a little bit harder as you think you can. You go as hard as you can and you get stronger. This is how we grow. Right. And, uh, and yet the, the lessons that are applicable on the field are applicable off the field. And it's there's there's so much metaphor for the game of life and effort and discipline, which are so important. And I would say critical. You know, if we are determined to bear fruit in the world, you know, that that unending desire to create something, there's going to be, you know, like in early stages of life, we might have a vision like, oh, I want to go do this or that, the other, maybe build a business. Maybe I want to be a a teacher. I want to go uh, taste a career, try this out. And then later in life, maybe it's something, you know, this isn't bringing me satisfaction. And so now I need to find another path in life and I'm going to go create this new life and manifest a different desire and intention. Maybe that's a different role. Maybe that's, uh, you know, seeking more freedom to not be oppressed by an employer. I mean, all this kind of stuff is happening. And And the discipline and accountability part of it, I think is, is important, but, but, and there's uh, the word that went through my mind when you were sharing that was, uh, the dark side of accountability, where, uh, if you're involved or engaged in, uh, you know, a coaching relationship, or there's somebody there that's just really hammering on, you have to, uh, for example, when I was in finance, uh, you know, there's the, like the sales manager and the sales manager's job is to make sure all the, you know, the low level guys like me were out there, you know, beating the street and generating sales. And so, uh, you know, how many sales did you make? How many, uh, phone calls did you make? How many doors did you knock on? There's all this accountability to, you know, like how much do you think you can do? Well, did you do that? You know, what were the results? And yes, that made me a better salesman. Yes. It it developed, uh, a set, but it was, it was kind of, Off-putting to me, and so and actually, the word that I use is it's it was (laughs) soul-sucking. You know, like (laughs) I just I just found no joy in finance and in sales. So I I had to go a different path, and uh, I had to let go of the the leisure and the lifestyle that comes with finance. And you know, I had to be willing to be brave and jump into the wild unknown and follow my heart. You know, follow the intuition what does the next life stage look like? And uh, I think because of that experience, I had a little bit of kind of resistance to, or I had a little bit of a wall up to the idea of accountability or even of coaching. You know, it was like, eh, I don't need somebody, you know, ride my ass all the time and hold my feet to the fire. I'm pretty good about being disciplined on my own right. You know, and and that kind of thing. so, but fast forward 15, 20 years, or however long it's been since that point in life, uh, I, I've come around to see it differently and see uh, just the enormous impact of coaching. when I started getting uh, into more business and I saw, wow, these these busy entrepreneurs, these spiritual entrepreneurs, these heart-centered business leaders, uh, are they all have coaches. You know, what, what is this uh, value that they're getting? And it is like you were saying, the return on the investment, learning to be more efficient, to grow faster, to accelerate toward achieving positive impact. And for a business owner, it's profitable, positive impact, but it's all, it's all energetic impact from the spiritual perspective in my mind. So I'm curious about the label of coach. And like you've said, there's, there's, uh, there's co- business coaches, spiritual coaches, life coaches, marital coaches, relationship, you know, there's all kinds of, I mean, you name it, there's probably a, somebody out there that's willing to coach you up on uh, the skills and the wisdom. Yeah. Uh, so coach, you know, like I, the words go through my mind, like pastor, priestess, guru, guide, coach, you know, is it is it all kind of in that same nebulous categorically or, or what? And then I guess the question is, how would you describe coaching to somebody or the role of a coach to somebody that's unfamiliar with the label or just a little unsure about the label? Okay.
1: All right. A couple of things. Um, To the first point, uh, or maybe I'll just try and answer both of them, see if it can come out, if it comes out right. So mm, I use the analogy of, you know, a fish and water a lot. and I think we talked about this. you we don't as a fish in water we don't really recognize the water around us because we are immersed in it all the time right. so um for let's say for myself as a spiritual coach um i recognize that we run on um unconscious programming a lot and it's hard for us to see our own programming because we're immersed in it mm. so to me a coach is somebody who can a, holds space for us where we are at. Um, and B, can uh, point out things uh, that we are doing or thinking that might not align with our truest and highest uh, potential self. Uh, and also hold the accountability of what are you, this is, this is your intention. Let's hold you accountable to this intention, which is for your best and highest self mm-hmm. versus letting it kind of, Uh, fade away. So I would define a coach as um, somebody who can see you a little better sometimes than you can see yourself so that they can coach you to step into your future self faster by allowing us to break old patterns of habits or beliefs and create new, you know, habit like habits and patterns in our lives. So Mm -hmm. kind of get our, our our machine greased and working <laughs> better and faster like a like a regular checkup and tune up on an automobile
0: yes that's beautiful i love the phrase holding space <laughs> and there's i've there's a handful of experiences in my life where somebody uh, spoke to me and and thanked me for holding space and this is like the first time i ever heard that phrase holding space Uh, I was at a a conference. It was a yoga conference and the the gentleman that had been organizing it came up to me and he said, you, you know why you're here, right? I mean, yeah, (laughs) I have some ideas about why I'm here. I mean, yeah, I'm here to learn (laughs) engage and all that kind of stuff. Uh, He said, you're here to hold space. I've seen it and I felt it. And I, that struck me you know that was the first time I'd ever heard the phrase hold space and I have a lot I could say about it but I'm curious when you say hold space how does that how does that translate to you when you when you think about holding space for somebody uh what does that mean to somebody that's unfamiliar with the phrase
1: Uh, yeah I would love to hear what what your uh also your 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 experience with it um as i'm kind of new to it as well this idea of holding space uh for me um holding space allows uh when somebody holds space for us it allows us to um process where we are at okay mm-hmm. so we can't change until we're ready to change or we have a willingness to Sacrifice certain parts of ourselves or our lives in order to gain different parts of ourselves in our lives. Um, I think of holding space as while well, as a coach, we simultaneously always try to encourage and push and excel the person, there's also having to hold space for where they are at in their lives right now, um, for their current limitations, which is totally fine. We all have limitations. Um, Uh, so that we're not forcing them along their journey faster than they're ready to go because that creates resistance on the road. So, um, you know, what, like it's been a lot of, in the new age circles, uh, you know, a lot of people are saying in order, you have to feel it in order to heal it. So um, when we're, when we're dealing with negative emotions or uh, experiences in our lives, uh, it's the old way to to avoid them. Oh, let's not look at that. Let's just kind of totally avoid that. I don't want to look at that. And what I I don't agree, I I don't want to like, you know, be like, I'm stuck in the mud about this but it's important for us to feel the emotions that come up, you know, to acknowledge that this is how I feel. uh, and this is where I'm at right now. I feel a lot of resistance right now (laughs) to what you're saying. I'm not ready to move forward right now. And it's like, okay, I hold your space for you for when you are ready to, um, move to the next step, I'm here for you. I'll check back in on you, but you have your process and you are an expert in your own life. I am not your expert. Okay. You are your expert. So you'll know when you're ready, you'll know what you need to do intuitively, even if it's rehash this negative uh, situation or experience or this victimhood over and over and over again, that's your process. And I'm holding space for your process the way it is right now that I, I just, I feel like that's a, um, it it decreases our resistance. You know, if we're trying to be put, pushed up beyond what we're capable of, of doing at that moment, it's going to create resistance and like, ah, no, 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 thank you. Whereas a nice gentle flow into the next transition of our lives, I think sticks better. <laughs> yeah. Does that make yeah. sense?
0: <laughs> it does. It makes great sense. Yeah. I, I was thinking about it as you were talking, it kind of painted a picture. It's almost like, um, it's almost like a soft sort of accountability and in a, you know, it's, it's the softer side of accountability. It's, you know, holding space for me is it's maintaining intentional presence to be fully embodied and aware in a moment and to create, uh, kind of a, a safe space, you know, it's protecting that sacred space for self-reflection for somebody else's process, for somebody else to emote, for somebody else to express, for somebody else to experience their own human experience, their own spiritual, experience, you know, body, emotional experience, whatever, whatever their experience in the moment by holding space. It's, it's, it's kind of protecting that it's, it's, I feel like it's, Putting my arms around somebody, you know, you could think about it like you know, putting a bubble of love around somebody or just creating this space where it's okay. You are accepted, you are loved right where you're at. You are perfect, just as you are, your experience is valid, it's real. Let's be here, let's heal together. And that that's holding space in my heart. And it's so uh it's so, so important, I think, because. A lot of people, I would say by far the majority of people, do not have on a regular basis that kind of space, right? They don't have, I think a lot of people, not necessarily isolated. We may have friendships and be socially active, but lack that depth of relationship or that type of relationship where there's true intimacy, not physical intimacy so much as intimacy, but openness and acceptance, I love what you said about, uh, you know, a coach, maybe somebody that can see something in yourself that you can't, that you can't see in yourself. Right. Or it's, it's seeing you for who you are. And again, back to the holding space, it's, it's accepting, holding up that mirror of love and light so that somebody can accept themselves and accept their own experience. And, uh, that is, it's profound to me you know it's it's a it's a very sacred and special human dynamic that kind of relationship the mentorship the coaching whatever label we want to put on it uh, it's a time-honored tradition for humans to interact at that level and to hold space for each other to help each other grow because i believe in each of us is that divine spark that divine seed that divine presence that divine being you know the infinite wisdom all of that is already there and part of holding space uh, may be allowing that to emerge, honoring that which is in there because you can see it, you can feel it, even if somebody's not seeing it and feeling it themselves. but in that honoring, offering them the opportunity to grow at their own pace, to emerge, to bloom, you know it's uh, yeah. all that beautiful stuff. so
1: yeah, i I actually I had a coaching experience which helped me. Um, gain confidence in myself, but not through the time honored ways. I had a coach who was kind of like pushing me to you got to go faster you got to do this you know you're going to be like through a kind of a negativity motivation lens like you're going to be stuck doing the same thing if you don't change and and that i realized doesn't work for me like i don't want to be motivated by negativity because i acknowledge that i am exactly where i'm supposed to be exactly like who i'm supposed to be in this moment now so there's no back there's no self-worth that's uh, attached to making more money. You know, for me, I, I love money. I, because I love what it can do. I love it as a tool. I love spreading it around. Um, but that's not my, my motivator. So, uh, it's all, it's also can be great to have multiple coaching experiences where you know, your own style, like what, what motivates me the most, like for some people, the, they want a coach that's like riding your ass, like go like every day, get up. Right you know, 75 hearted, like do this. I realized that that's not my style. Yeah. So I learned something about myself and I was able to stand up for myself and say, I'm not ready for this right now. Um, it allowed me to love myself and have compassion for where I was in my life um, in a different way. So there's actually a lot of benefits to coaching that aren- are even unintended consequences.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like to say that uh, when I I own a yoga studio. I think I maybe told you that in the last time uh, yeah, I visited, cool. you know, yeah. uh, but I, you know, there are lots of yoga studios, right? And so I tell people yoga is like flavors of ice cream, you know, and there's, there's oh. more than 31 flavors. You have to find what flavor of yoga works for you. And yeah. maybe it's the same, uh, or it's applicable to coaching. You know, there, there are so many different flavors of coaching. What flavor is, is fits for you? What feels good to your heart? What, what kind of relationship do you leave feeling energized, encouraged, equipped, you're motivated. You're like, yes. And then, you know, it feels safe. If you're at a place to, uh, you're struggling, you want to go back and say, Hey, uh, can you help me think through this one? Or can you hold some space here? Well, help me reflect on this so I can see something, uh, that I'm currently blind to. That's yeah. the, that, that's the beauty of, uh, being in that, you know, in that relationship, having that relationship. So, one of my acronyms that I teach a lot is ask is, is how to focus is to aim, and that's asking the right questions, involving the right people, and making the right decisions. And involving the right people is uh, specifically, you know, yes, involving support group, involving positive friendships, involving you know healthy relationships, but it's involving mentorship, it's involving coaching, it's involving those people who are there to hold space or to keep you accountable, perhaps both you know, preferably both, but depending on your personality, depending on your flavor, what you need, you know, the point is that we need to seek it out. Right. And, and how awesome is it to have the opportunity as a coach to be able to have the hold the space and have the impact. Right. So, uh, in your coaching experience, can you, is there, a, do you have a memorable moment where you were holding space for somebody or, or helping have that time where you just saw the light click. you saw him light up, had the aha. Can you share a story about that?
1: <laughs> that my most recent favorite story about that. I don't know if I held space for him or not. So you let me know. Um, this is, uh, it was just a friend of mine, uh, who I was talking to. We were in Costa Rica. He is visiting from the States and, um, you know, his energy was troubled. And I kind of asked him about that. I said, what's going on? And he kind of launches into a story about people owing him lots of money. And he's very stressed because, you know, he's got a lot of responsibilities and he was really stuck on that. You know, he was in the space of being really, uh, obsessed about this amount of money, all these people that owed him money for his business. Um, I don't, I don't want I didn't want to hold space for him there. I wanted to hold space for him um, where I saw him as being perfectly supported. And uh, everything's always working out for him. He always has enough money. He's living in abundance. That's that's an equally true reality. Okay. Sure. Yes, people owed him lots of money. And that was stressful to him. I'm not discounting that experience of fear, but I'm also I was, but I pointed out to the space of him and I said. You can focus in that zone. Uh, I will tell you as a vibrational being, you'll just create more of the same of people owing you money, but you can shift to this also equally present space of, I mean, look at the history of your life have you always had enough? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, uh, are you well off? Like compared to the mo- like a lot of the people in the world? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, yeah, of course I get, yeah. um, has it always worked out for you in the past? Like, have you know, have you ever been homeless? Have you ever not had enough to eat? He's like, well, no, no, of course not. No, so that is an equal space for you to dwell in right now, my friend. That you are perfectly safe and supported in this moment now. And and he and I could feel his reality shift. And he was like, it took me a couple times of saying because he wanted to fight me and say, no, no, well, no, but he wanted to hold on to his drama. Like this is this is what I'm defined by right now. I'm not ready to let it go. And I kept bringing the space back to that's fine. I understand that it's scary. I understand that, you know, that it's, it's really hard for when people, you know, F with us in our business, it, it hurts a lot. However, you are creating in this moment now through your vibrational output. And if your vibrational output is in the reality of everyone owes me money all the time, you're going to keep creating this. So I'm just going to bring your attention over to this equally true and valid reality that you've always been perfectly supported, that your life is abundant, that everything's always working out for you. And you really have nothing to fear. And his reality clicked uh, his, sorry, I got just a little quick phone call that came in there. His reality clicked over and I could see his energy shift where he was like, I got it. I got it. And I was like, yes, you got it. And he was like, and he had, he had put down that burden because we all have burdens we can carry a hundred percent. We're all can, we can all focus on our burdens or we can focus on the equal and uh, opposite reality of those burdens, which also exists. And that helps us, bring us through the muck into the next, you know, and creating a, a, the future in a different way. So I don't know that I, so I didn't hold space for him where he was at. And is life, cause I was like, you know, they say that I, 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 never went to like church, but, but I really love like all religions and stuff. And they say that Jesus could heal because he um, acknowledged people for perfect and whole and complete And that was the space he held for them. And it was his belief in their perfection that allowed them to come to the vibration that they needed to come to in order to have these magnificent healings and to change their lives. But he, but Christ really held space for them in the spiritual realm of you are perfect along this path right now. I see your perfection, not your illness. I see your potential and not your, you know, your tragedy. So, so in another way it's holding space for people in the equal and opposite reality of sometimes the darkness and the shadow that we exist in mm-hmm. so i don't know <laughs> oh i
0: i am uh, yeah my head is going bing 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 uh, there's so many things right there i'm like that is really awesome Uh, one, you know, I love that you brought up the story of Christ and, you know, learning from that. There's so much we can learn from any and all of the wisdom traditions, right? Like, let's not be so, uh, so lofty in our spirituality that we discard thousands of years of traditional wisdom. There's something there. Let's learn from the stories and the idea that you, that you present that, uh, like you said, you're not, you weren't holding space for your client where he's at because that's where we we're just kind of talking about like creating that bubble of love around somebody that that kind of idea of holding space but actually holding space uh for where they they could be and then like he was uh pulling from the the story of Christ but the holding space in the spiritual sense of where somebody's actually at and in the vibrational sense this is uh this is huge to me i'm I'm like <laughs> i'm thinking about that like wow uh what we're doing is we're holding a space when this is on the vibrational frequency level. I'm thinking about it. Like, uh, you know, creating a space, a high vibe space, and then offering an invitation. And in that invitation, you know, kind of attracting the higher part of the divine spark within somebody that wants to be in that space of lightheartedness an elevated state of being free from all the crap. Uh, but But, you know, the ego and the gripping on uh, expectations and the identity of this is I'm the victim here. What's going on? I have this reason for drama. I have to be able to justify my emotions so that just seeing that whole thing play out. It's like you're drawing out that that inner divine creature to come out, play, come out and play. Life is beautiful today, right now. You know, (laughs) (laughs)
1: yes, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) I love that.
0: I love uh, I love that. That we can do that as coaches, as humans, that we can hold that space in that higher vibrational space. I'm I'm going to, I'm just, no <laughs> one's going to be with me. I, thank you, Emily. That was, uh, that was
1: awesome. <laughs> My pleasure. I love it. That's like a passion of mine is learning a more analogies. And I just learned that one just like several, like a month ago, reading a book about A Course in Miracles and about Christ's miraculous healing, about our ability to heal ourselves. And I was also very struck by it. I was like, <sighs> Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: There's a book a called um, "The Miracle Power of the Mind" by Joseph Murphy, and yeah. he does a really great job. Uh, he goes through all of the scriptures, the Bible scriptures, the stories of Jesus, the Bible stories, and 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 casts it in a wholly different light. Right, looking at it with a new understanding of you know Christ as a, as a representation of consciousness, divine consciousness, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you know the heavenly Father as the divine essence, and looking at it as metaphor or analogy for a a metaphysical reality, a quantum reality that we actually live in. And then the, from that perspective, he threads or, or extracts, I guess, or teaches the law of manifestation, the law of attraction. Like this is what it really means. You know, ask and you shall receive. This is what it really means. You know, and. Uh, I just think, wow, that's magic. And I, I love that kind of stuff. And I love, I love openness in, 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 in considering it. You know what I mean? I, I get kind of sometimes, you know, I've got a broad uh, spectrum of beliefs within my own extended family, everything from very (laughs) uh, sincere and devoted Baptists to uh, very atheistic and non like, like, adamantly non-religious and not spiritual uh so it's it and then everywhere in between and i love it because i can have a conversation with all of them and enjoy talking about god and maybe i'm talking about god and jesus over here and just the value of the spiritual growth down the traditional path maybe i'm talking about uh you know, God concepts or, you know, like, what is the, like the, the, the higher philosophical fluff, <laughs> which I love, okay. you know, I studied philosophy in college, so I'm really into it, but uh, I enjoy it. And I'm just, it's always refreshing to me to hear somebody that has a perspective that is kind of an all encompassing, you know, it it sees and honors the the wisdom of the traditional teachings. It sees and honors the wisdom of, I think, humanity as a whole. And that is, uh, for me, I consider that to be a um, a spiritually mature state. And just, I talk a lot about the path of virtue, uh, the virtuous path of honesty, humility, and honor. And so we have to be honest with ourselves, uh, humbly acknowledge our own limitations, uh, humbly acknowledge our own conditioning, all of that kind of yeah. stuff. And then... Honor the human condition. So it's honoring the divine presence in every other person, but it's also honoring the, the, the lineage. It's honoring the path, the people that have come before me, my parents and grandparents and grandparents, grandparents, you know, they're, they're everything that came into being through the working of the cosmos, like at the biggest scale, it's really truly magical that I'm here alive. I get to be me and have this human experience, which is phenomenal. It's freaking amazing. You know, I used to think every there's magic in every moment. And then I, I like one day it just hit me. It's not that there's magic in every moment. I mean, don't get me wrong. There is, it's that every moment is magic. Every moment is pure magic and i am manifesting magically my intention in the world or i'm manifesting more accurately my vibrational frequency in the world uh, but i just get excited about that kind of stuff so <laughs> uh okay i just i just caught the time uh, having a positive impact and holding space inviting people to step into their own divine presence is a beautiful picture uh, a beautiful practice. I'm curious if you could share what you love the most about coaching.
1: Mm-hmm. About be like coaching other people, or exactly. about being coached. Okay, exactly. yes. Oh, well, it's exactly what I. I love providing people the freedom that they could live in at every Mount Now moment. So many of us are imprisoned in our minds. And it was, he was imprisoned in this story of I'm a victim of these people. My friend who I love so dearly and she really appreciates my coaching, you know, gets stuck in focusing on the things she's dissatisfied with. And she struggles and her life is not easy. And I'm not saying, oh, just transcend all that. But I, I coach her to, focus on the gratitude, focus on the presence, focus on the health of your child, focus on the fact that you have running water. You know, when we do the dishes, it's not like I have to do all these dishes. Like I have running water. I can do these dishes in my sink, you know, little shifts allow us to be free in the moment. And the freedom allows us to be fully present in the present moment, not telling stories about the past or holding on to these beliefs and projections, but the freedom, like I love coaching people to freedom. Okay, because in this moment now we are all free, you know, but we sometimes need some help to disengage our prison bars of our own mind because our mind creates the prison and it's our mind that needs to be trained. And so I love, 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 you know, teaching people to find freedom in this now moment through perspective and um, empowering themselves to know that they are already free and this is all okay. So I love seeing the transformation in people energetically. So my friend feeling free. I could feel his energy lift up and lighten up. And he was at peace. Okay. My friend, Sarah calls me and she's struggling. And I love, love, love that at the end of the conversation, she's like, oh, oh, thank you for reminding me. I, I feel better. I remember now. And then they release their burdens. So really helping people release their burdens and be free in this moment now is there's no better feeling. I'm so grateful to have had those opportunities. I'm so grateful to be supportive to people who are ready for that in the future. And I, literally that gives me, it's like the highlight of my day every day. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it.
0: That <laughs> uh, is Super awesome. Uh, somebody asked me recently, uh, if there was one thing you could give to your my daughter, uh, what would it be? And I said, freedom. Without hesitation, it would be freedom. I want her to be absolutely uninhibitedly free to be and to do whatever she desires, whoever she desires to be, whatever she desires to do. And I, in hearing you uh, share your passion and your heart, I think, you know, there's going to be a time in her life where listening to dad is not so cool anymore. (laughs) And so she's going to start involving some other coaches to hear it from somebody else. And I know where she, I'm going to send her. (laughs) I'm going to say, Hey, (laughs) this a really (laughs) awesome lady. You need to talk to you. She could talk to my friend, Emily.
1: (laughs) I pretty uh, much say the same thing as your dad, but I'm not your dad. So you'll listen.
0: (laughs) So awesome. So to all of those who are hearing this podcast and, and just feeling your heart and your vibe and like, yes, feeling attracted to what you offer as a coach, as a presence, as a person, you're just incredible. How can people best connect with you in the coaching department? What's the what's the path there?
1: So at this point, the best way is just my social media on Facebook or Instagram. Um, uh, I am at Emily E M I L E E, but you can go by the link underscore Bronwyn B R O N W Y N. And um, right now, we're currently giving away a, a, a month of free coaching. So we're doing a <laughs> coaching giveaway. And also, um, I'm setting up uh, the social media will be the way for right now. I'm setting up a way for people to book a free, um, one hour spiritual insight, you know, breakthrough coaching call with us. And, um, now is a great time because I'm giving a lot away for free as we're on our beta launch. I would love people to find me and DM me, send me a message, uh, that i literally nothing makes me happier than to connect with people who um connect with me so that would be great (laughs) yeah
0: what a such a servant's heart emily it's just been uh again just been super awesome i really i really my cheeks are all lit up (laughs) from smiling so much (laughs) and there's so much more i feel like you know i want to keep the conversation going and explore and explore more um But out of respect for time, I know that we must go out and make the most of this day. So I just want to thank you so much for your time. Uh, It has been an honor. It has certainly been a joy. Uh, I feel encouraged to go out and live my joy and experience the joy today. And that would be the message from my heart to the audience today. Go uh, live your joy. And uh, in closing, is there anything from your heart that you would like to share with the audience we close out today?
1: I think it's just always important to remind everybody that um, you are already worthy in this moment. Now there's nothing that you need to do. There's nothing that there's nobody else you need to be. There's nothing else you need to have to be perfect, whole and complete because you already are. And it's just a shift, a little shift inwards into gratitude, which allows the world to open up to us magically. So that would be my, my end.
0: Beautiful wisdom, Emily. Thank you again so much. And I look forward to connecting with you soon. You have a beautiful day. Me too.
1: Thank you, Luke, so much. I really appreciate it. Blessings. Have a great day. <laughs> okay, you too. Bye-bye.
0: Okay, man. Just another super-duper uh, awesome conversation. I love it. It's almost fun. Uh, I-, I love hearing about how coaches can help us recognize and overcome our subconscious patterns, uh, help us gain clarity faster and avoid making these mistakes that are just, I mean, almost inevitable to make. But if we can learn from somebody that's been there, we can get there faster. We can uh, approach the master to get there faster, involve the master to get there faster. Uh, So I, I just love what Emily does as a spiritual coach, just holding that sacred space for people to help us step into our own divine potential right can we do that together can we do that uh here on the soul path podcast create a little bit of space to help you grow expand your understanding and knowledge so that you can uh, accelerate down the path to what matters most for you toward living in fullest expression that is my heart to inspire to equip and to encourage you to go out there and get after it and with that please click like and subscribe and share this conversation with your friends and i will look forward to connecting with you again
1: soon peace